Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Haggerty. Today, I'm joined by the founder and CEO of Wemby, Mr. Alberto, let me get this right, Fanta Pierre. Close? Perfect spelling. Thank you, oh, Stephen. Perfect. That's too kind. Alberto, listen, welcome to the show. Really thrilled to have you on. And uh, thank you for joining us all the way from over in Madrid. So let's get this started. And uh, just tell me about Wemby, what you guys do, what your mission is. So Wemby, we provide uh, online counseling and mental health coaching to organizations and individuals to our mobile app. And uh, our mission is uh, to make mental health uh, accessible, affordable and available for everyone across the world. So we are a social startup registered with the UK uh, social startup enterprise. Big mission statement straight away, making it accessible for anyone in the world, um, which I guess nowadays as well is so, I mean, not easy to do, but obviously easier to do than it was in the past with the use of the app. For you, let's go back in time and let's just discover what was going on in your world when you thought, you know what, now is the time to create Wemby and push this forward. What made you start this? So it's, uh, I had a little bit of, uh, of turns around uh, my life uh, in uh, professional and personal career. And uh, basically, like uh, after switching uh, from uh, the private sector to the humanitarian sector, I spent a couple of years in conflict zones with uh, the International Committee of the Red Cross. And uh, I was placed uh, one year in Afghanistan, and then I was in South Sudan. And uh, actually, in South Sudan, I, I had a burnout. And uh, that's basically what's uh, spurred me to start, uh, start Wemby. I was like, uh, okay, like I'm working for one of the largest humanitarian organizations in the world. And uh, the type of support uh, they provide uh, is really not adequate mm -hmm. and, uh, and it lacks efficacy. Uh, additionally, I spent like many years working in very demanding jobs, whether it is in consulting, finance, or uh, in tech. And uh, I see like, okay, there is there is a big gap here. Uh, let's try to feel it. Let's try to do something that helps. That is, uh, you know, is really mission driven. And that uh, uh, I would like to say this, like everybody says it, but I say it as well. Like you know, tries to make the world a better place. Yeah, man. That's it. And, uh, and, uh, and you know, helps people, like really helps people uh, because when uh, you're having a hard time, whether it is uh, for stress, for burnout, or anxiety, or depression, or phobia, whatever it is, it's not nice. You're really having a hard time. And, uh, it, and it's not easy to find uh, the right help in, in the moment of need. Yeah. I mean, mental health in the last couple of years, probably a little bit longer, has certainly just been it's been taken to a new level in terms of awareness and and people being more honest with themselves and being more honest out there and there's been a lot of solution providers come to the marketplace um, such as yourselves for you in those early days what was what were some of the struggles in terms of the business to get the growth going get those first few partnerships in in in, in the pipeline so initially is uh, generally like getting letting your first client that's uh, generally that's the, hardest the hardest. That's not the hardest. Like nobody knows you. You have no track record, and uh, you just need somebody to to trust you know, to believe in, uh, in what you're doing. And they need that you know have the, the right moment in time. So they're looking for what you're providing, and and, and you're looking for them. So this is basically what uh, what was the initial first struggle. And uh, together with uh, with tech, so I'm not a technical founder. I'm a 
business background. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has been like a very, very hard struggle. Like I've changed an incredible number of developers through everything that we started again. Outsourcing in China, outsourcing in India. Everywhere. Like, I think everything I could do for the tech side, probably I've tried it. Yeah. And, uh, and now that we got a little bit more stable, like it seems like, uh, like incredible. That's a really interesting point because often with tech, uh, tech businesses, they're often founded by the technology person who's partnered with the more business person, let's put it that way. But for you, obviously, it's the other way around. How, how did you go down that route when you first came up with the idea and then how did you know what was needed to be implemented to make that idea a, a possibility and, and, a, and an actual service product? So it's uh, it's first uh, first person experience, and uh, that's basically like the, the initial point. And then I, I actually really did several interviews. Mm-hmm. I did what like I uh, say talk to your customers. So I started like uh, collecting uh, uh, information, uh, posting uh, on uh, specific uh, websites and forums to try to get to talk to people, mostly in the aid uh, aid sector to understand if this is what they needed, uh, if there was really this gap. And, and the reality is that I received an overwhelming uh, positive feedback. How did that feel when you were getting that positive feedback? Because obviously this is something that you've experienced yourself and you want to, and when people go through that and then you want to fix that or help solve that, and then you start getting that feedback of that overwhelming positive response. How did that feel for you in those early days? It's like uh, okay, you know, like we we, we, we got I got onto something. Like there is really like this gap, and it's not just something I think, but is uh, it seems real. Yeah, it's one of those unique feelings that I think, especially because of the founder's journey, is is often quite a lonely place, right? We we're we're doing our own mission, and we have our own purposes and things. And in those early days when customers or or clients start giving you that positive feedback and that testing things it's sort of like a pat on the back right it's like oh i'm doing the right yeah. thing i'm going in the right direction um you obviously in the current mm-hmm. form since 2018 for you how have the last two years been in in the growth because you know you've you've managed to secure some incredible clients really and users for the app how do, how has that journey been to get some of those users it's been really amazing because uh, the reality is we really started with a with a free pilot, and uh, that was like really hard uh, finding uh, therapists believing in the mission to to providing the service mm-hmm. pro bono. It was really tough, and uh, and the reality is we did a very good job there, and we were competing with another entity, and eventually we managed to, to win a contract. So we won our first contract, paid. And uh, throughout the year, we did also a very good job there. And our first client uh, went referring us other clients. And uh, and the other clients just came in because they hear how a good job we were doing. And, and then basically it went from there. Was, uh, to date, we have done basically zero sales and direct outreach. And uh, our portfolio mostly came out of referrals. Amazing. And, uh, That's always a good sign. Yeah. So the, the idea, what I generally say is uh, being able to get this way with almost no funding, almost no sales. <laughs> Imagine uh, what can we do? 
uh, now that we're going to start pushing for sales, getting some money in, it's we're going to multiply by a hundred in terms of uh, the impact. Yeah, I mean, getting to where you have got to already just through that referral network is a huge achievement. And like you said, now, I mean, we'll get into more of this in a bit, but now you're going into that further growth phase. That's super exciting. In terms of you as a founder, how did you want to run this business? How did you from day one want to sort of deal with teams and, and start managing this business? Because obviously your background isn't a tech business, right? So you, you're not that, ex you, you weren't experienced in terms of running a tech business. But now a couple of years on, you are. How, is that, how have you dealt with that in terms of you as a founder and the team in place? Yeah, so just allow me to, to make a decision. So in terms of uh, running tech businesses, come a little bit from the tech industry. I spent about 10 years uh, been, uh, going through like uh, Google Ads around the Rocket Internet from my first business in Paris. So yeah. it's not really like uh, my... This isn't your first road. <laughs> my first experience. It's not really my first attempt. And uh, uh, there has been uh, quite a little bit of learning uh, uh, on the way. And, and the way we are now, I'm running this business and I would like as well uh, that keeps running and being run this, this way is in a sustainable way mm -hmm. in which uh, uh, the people are at the center of it. So I don't like the term human resources and uh, I like uh, my team to, to listen first of all like people, what they like to do, what they enjoy, how they can contribute and, and really like maintain it as a, as a mission driven yeah. uh, organization. I, I won't sell the idea of family because uh, you know, family is uh, your brother, your parents, your sister, your cousins. No, but we want to get like uh, to the closest thing that we can be in terms of uh, being a place in which you, you enjoy uh, being, you enjoy the work you're doing. And there might be some days you enjoy most uh, more and others in which you enjoy less. Yeah. As well, like you, uh, you enjoy the people you're working with, you learn from them, you contribute to them. It's a space for growth. And uh, it's a space where people don't burn out, they work hard, but harder meaning like at the right pace. Mm. And, uh, and they feel uh, they're being taken care of and, uh, and that they matter beyond uh, what is just their, uh, their performance and contribution. Yeah. For you, why is that important to you? And, and I guess the next question tapped onto that would be by, by working in that manner and building that sort of culture, how have you seen that reflects in terms of business because it you it builds a very unique business for the culture within so first of all it uh, serves our mission because uh, a mental health in organizations is not just about providing people with resources and connecting them with therapies when they need it or doing some uh, uh, trainings mm -hmm. it is a matter of uh, organization culture so uh, you can provide as many free therapy hours uh, as you want, but uh, as far as uh, then you, you worry your staff to death, uh, they are going to burn out anyways. Mm. So it's, it's a matter as well of, of culture. And, uh, and this really serves our mission to, to doing this inside as, as an initial point, as an example, if you wanted to say. So we, we eat our own dog food. That's, uh, Not, literally. That's right. <laughs> Not literally. Not <laughs> literally. But uh, we try to uh, to live by that. Uh, yeah, and I think you have to. I mean, your sort of business. If you were, 
it would be very odd if you were if you were having a culture that was burning out and working too hard and not connected it would completely disalign with your values one thing that I'm really curious to get your opinion on is obviously like I said earlier the last couple of years mental health within organizations has has had a little bit of an increase in awareness and in turn you see that sort of these businesses the large businesses are offering more more to do with mental health in terms of you know therapy and 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 yoga all these kind of mindful activities that are, are really beneficial for people however I'm curious to know from you whether you think companies do enough because on one hand it kind of goes it looks like yeah they are but then on the other hand kind of what you just said but are they truly invested in their people's transformational and and real mental health or is it more of a like a shiny object to make it make themselves look good so uh many do but the reality most they don't and uh, uh one of the reasons is also because they don't know how to do it mm. is uh it's something that's relatively new and uh it's true that is uh, has a reputational uh, upside with so that they try to take care of their staff uh, because uh, it makes them look good. Mm. Yeah, but many, they, they don't necessarily have the right tools or uh, even knowledge to do it in a proper way that has a lasting impact. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you mentioned that the growth to date for your, for Wemby ha has been mainly referrals, but even even with that in mind and the fact that actually there's there are many tools on the marketplace now there's there's a few different apps and many different services companies can subscribe to how have you made sure that Wemby Wemby uh, st stays stays out from the crowd you know makes himself stand out from that crowd sorry so something that really makes us is our clients say of us so the fact that they you know, renew the contracts, that they're very happy what they're doing, that they refer us to more clients, that the users basically make it very difficult for, for the employers to, to switch because they're really happy with, uh, with the support they're receiving. This is on a, on a high level, uh, but a little more in detail, guys. Uh, we provide a multilingual service. So today, when we provide uh, therapy sessions in English, French, Spanish, German, and Italian, and uh, we have uh, expertise uh, in, uh, in the areas we uh, provide support. Uh, so like all of our therapists, uh, or have had exposure uh, to working with aid workers uh, or spend time in developing countries, or they have been trained to have a better understanding of the circumstances. And, uh, and we really like try to focus uh, on, uh, uh, on the issues that might arise around the expatriate workers. I love that. So and we provide... Go we provide uh, we provide uh, a, the, the, the therapy support, but we do also do consulting to HR to implement uh, best practices to, uh, to provide support to their employees. And I think that's the key, isn't it? It's to provide that support, but also educate the internal teams on on how to deliver and how to be there when you know be there throughout the whole time, not just a a one hour a day situation it's about changing that culture within to really change the mindsets which sounds like you guys are doing and sounds like you've really managed to build that team and build this business to where it needs to be at this current time so 
Let's talk about growth then. You mentioned that, you know, you're about to go through a scaling situation by the sounds of it. You're about to um, go down perhaps some investment routes. What's next for you and Wemby? It's a growth. So right now, like, we are profitable. So uh, we are running profitable, like, to be full transparent, no? but the reality is, like, uh, we can run our operations on, uh, on our own revenues. And uh, uh, what is next for Wemby is scaling. Is, uh, is really like uh, that next step uh, to develop uh, more advanced uh, technology and uh, uh, reaching out uh, uh, to a broader uh, uh, group of clients to, uh, to make our, our mission go further, to, to advance in, uh, in the achievement of our mission. And how do you, how do you anticipate to do that? Mm-hmm. So the money we are raising, so we are raising a, a seed round. We already got like uh, investors committed uh, as a fund as well. So Fantastic. we are looking to close the round uh, relatively soon. And uh, and the other one uh, is on the tenth is Mental Health uh, Day, on the tenth of October. So we expect as well to go full on uh, on the media to promote that. So uh, mostly like uh, focusing on improving our product and uh, matching the needs of our customers. Amazing. I guess one of my one of my final questions, Alberto, is for you as a founder of a a mental wellness app and business. How do you yourself make sure that you are you are on point, that you are there, you're ready to show up, you're ready to grow this business? Because obviously, it's tough for founders. It's tough, like I said earlier, it's coming off to be a lonely game. So, what do you do in your routine to make sure that you're on your game? Thanks for, uh, for the question, Stephen. I, I get this uh, relatively often. So first of all, I try to listen to myself. I really like to listen to my body, to what it tells me. If I need some rest, if uh, I need some uh, time with friends uh, or I, uh, you know, some entertainment. And then I just quit. I try to get enough sleep. I try to have a flexible routine. So if I feel that I need an extra hour of sleep, I, I put it in. If I feel that I need, you know, to cancel a meeting or to uh, uh, to finish work a little bit earlier to go to uh, to do sports, I, I factor that in. I try to take care of myself uh, uh, meditating regularly every day, uh, doing sports, doing activities I enjoy, like playing guitar or dancing, uh, seeing my friends, my, uh, my taking my relations. And uh, making sure that uh, uh, even if uh, it's not easy not to separate clearly work with private life if you're a founder, uh, make sure I get, I get like uh, a line clear even when it blurs and, uh, and I make space for, for time with myself and, uh, and with my friends. And even when I read, you know, sometimes I read business books, but most of the time, but I try to make space as well for reading some poetry or some not necessarily like non-fiction books. Yeah, I think that's so key. And for me, I completely agree. It's that flexibility. I feel like a lot of founders put try and put such a, a regimented routine on themselves that allows for none of that flexibility. And, and actually things, simple things, like you said, you know, if you need an extra hour of sleep, take the extra hour of sleep. If you need to cancel a meeting because your energy isn't perhaps where it needs to be for that meeting, cancel the meeting. Um, I feel like that is such a refreshing and 
honest approach to do things. That's how I live my life. Uh, but I know that a lot of founders really struggle with that. And I hope that if anyone listening to this now is is struggling with burnout or, or, or perhaps on that route to burnout, doing some of those simple things like just adding more flexibility into your, your routine and really helps. I mean, it just takes that takes that pressure away from you and if you can learn to play guitar as well like you alberto then hey the world's a better place right yeah thanks uh, thanks Stephen. in fact it's, it's about that it's about taking the pressure away because as a, as a founder uh, you uh, have a lot of uh, of demand so you're very demanding with yourself and i went through it i went through the cycle of discipline uh, of really optimizing uh, my time to peak performance uh, but uh, you know that's that doesn't make you necessarily happier. Yeah. So the point is uh, uh, also building a startup is, is another is another uh, part of the journey, you know. And if you got to be miserable while doing it, even if you cash out big, it doesn't really make any sense. Mm. And uh, if you if you make it uh, a part of uh, of your life, you factor in it. And even if it doesn't work out, you you had an enjoyable moment. You learn, you grow. Then uh, then it's definitely definitely worth it yeah so uh it's a balance in the end because you still need obviously a little bit of discipline like you know sticking to your guns when you need to uh to push things forward but uh as well you need to from you know to, to give yourself a hug a pat on your back when you've done things right and don't uh you know i, I will go here counterintuitive don't mm. push yourself too hard because you've got to push yourself too hard and maybe you're not going in the right direction. Yeah, I think spot on. Uh, one thing I would probably add to that is you've got to figure out your own your own way of working, your own routine. Um, it's so easy to read, you know, certain books that tell you to do things like wake up at 4am and or 5am and start the, start your day off in that manner. But what happens is that you're, you're adopting someone else's routine there and you're not figuring out what's best for you, what's best for your body, what's best for your business, what's best for your family. Uh, and that for me is a crucial play. It has to be that, again, that flexibility, but that discovery as well in terms of what works for you, what works for your environment, what works for your business, what works for your family. Because these books and are often the, the most ideal situation, right? It's like if everything was going perfectly, this is how you should live your life. Uh, but the reality is that life gets up, life changes, life moves on, and uh, our environment changes and everything like that. So I think, you know, your routine and the way you're working sounds ideal for you, and I'm sure ideal for other people, but also it's ideal for running a business like yours, right? Because like I said, you can't be in a position where you're potentially sacrificing yourself to grow the business because then that's going to be completely counterintuitive. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I do make sacrifices and these are a lot of a choice, uh, but I, I, I try to maintain a balance mm. and, uh, and that's, I think is, uh, is key. So the, the entrepreneurship journey doesn't necessarily have to be a one of pain and sorrow. So there's going to be obviously a little bit of it, but, uh, if it just becomes a matter like of achieving uh, and of the end result, uh, no matter what, uh, then, uh, you know, you're better off with something else. Yeah, it's, is any, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, is any payout worth your health? 
And realistically, the answer is no. It's It has to be your health and wellness and you first before anyone else. Uh, Alberto, listen, uh, Gon, you're going to add something then? Yeah, I just was saying, in fact, something like we are looking to do in the future is uh, provide support to founders. Mm-hmm. Since, uh, you know, it's definitely like a stressful job that might have, uh, you know, other, other conditions attached. And in the future, we are looking to, to provide as well some support to, uh, to the founders. Community. I think that's really beneficial. I think the founders community is, I've said it before on this podcast, but it's such a unique, unique sort of role within the business. It's a unique experience. It's, it's, it's a very unique situation for founders to be in, uh, no matter where they are, whether it's the early stage, sort of very early startup or the whole VC funded on the way to an exit. The founder's role is such a unique role in the business and it has to have a unique solution to support and and all these other applications. So I think if you guys are going to develop that, fantastic, go with it. I fully support you. And uh, I think that'd be really interesting to see. Alberto, listen, one of my final questions is, how can people find out more about Wemby? How can people, you know, get involved and, and find out more? So you can uh, check out our website that we'll be updating soon. It's uh, www.wemby.co. Uh, so it's not .com, it's just uh, .co. You're too modern. And, uh, <laughs> and the other one is uh, just drop me an email, like Alberto at uh, webby.co, and uh, I'd be happy. Like, uh, so we, so we, we, as I say, we are social enterprise. So we got a lot of people that are helping out with other things uh, and uh, just pushing forward the mission. Alberto, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you for de- developing this business. I think more businesses like this need to be developed, more social enterprises like yours need to be founded so so thank you for being one of those people that is doing that uh, i think you're, you're thank you you're doing all for the greater good thank you very much and thank you for everyone else for listening and watching the spin founders 365 thank you for